Today is Sunday, January 21st. And is it time to put Jalen Brunson in the MVP category? Yes, sir. Run that intro. They're playing basketball. 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 You're listening to the Knicks Nation Podcast, where we've got all your Knicks needs covered. Puts up a three. Live from the city that never sleeps, here are your hosts, Anthony and Chris. What's going on, Knicks Nation? I'm your host, Anthony, here joined by Chris. The New York Knicks are simply rolling, baby. We beat the Toronto Raptors recently. Boy, it was out a roller coaster of events, but hey, Jalen Bronson's balling, OJ didn't know he's balling, but first, Chris, what is going on, brother? Not much. Like you said, Knicks played the Raptors, RJ and IQ's coming home game. And man, what a game was it? Um, we'll obviously touch on that game, but I'm doing good, man. How about you? How, how you feeling tonight? Doing good. You know, after witnessing greatness versus the Toronto Raptors, I mean, Jalen Brunson, I mean, he's incredible. Over his last eight games, over 30 and a half points per game. Almost eight assists, 51% from the field, 41% from three. And the New York Knicks are seven and one in those games. Remember, he missed a couple of games in that during that stretch. But Chris, like I brought it up on on X, and I've actually been like thinking about it. Like, is it really time to start putting Jalen Brunson in the MVP category? And I know people would say, like, oh, you know, you sound crazy. You sound like a prisoner of the moment, blah, blah, blah. But if you really take a step back and look at things, it's his time here in New York, like without him on the court, we've seen what it looked like. It was bad. And his last eight games, he's going to be an all-star. We can end that conversation. He's going to be an all-star and he probably will be an all-star starter and you probably make all NBA, but MVP, I think it's time to, I think it's time to start talking about it, Chris. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like, like you said, we saw a glimpse of this team without Jalen Brunson. Obviously, we know what this team was like when Jalen Brunson wasn't on the Knicks. But, yeah, you know, as of recently, we saw this team without Jalen Brunson. And, you know, it didn't look good. It, w- it wasn't pretty. Yeah. And let's be honest, Jalen Brunson is balling out, man. He's, he's you know, damn near getting triple doubles. He's, he's hitting guys for assists. You know, another knock people supposedly said Brunson, you know, couldn't do. Um, he's playing at an extremely high level, and he should be an all-star game starter, in my opinion. And MVP, count me in. Count me in. When you hear that, do you do you feel like, uh, I don't know, or do you feel like, you know, he should be an MVP, man? Because the way he's he's playing confident out there, man. I mean, this he impresses me. Like, I feel like. I feel like, like we know how he plays, but he just surprises me night in, night out. I'm like, wow. I just take a step yeah. back, and I'm like, damn. This guys on our team, man. It's crazy. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, think about when you think about Jalen Brunson, he's a smaller guy, you know. Is he a one A? That whole conversation, right? And then he's yeah. going out there, he's dropping 30, he's dropping 40, and he's doing it in, you know, moments where the Knicks clearly need offense. And he's like willing the Knicks to victories by himself. He's like, I'm not gonna let the Knicks lose. I'm taking it on my shoulders. I'm bringing y'all across the finish line. And he's doing it. And he's doing it in spectacular fashion, man. In my opinion, that's that's what an MVP does, you know? That's the type of player MVP is. 
Yes, sir. Appreciate every single one of you in the chat. We're just getting started here. We're going to obviously run down what the New York Knicks have been up to. Um, obviously, we have some rumors to touch on. I have a poll in the chat that you guys can vote on as well. But Sunday night, 930, we are back running another live stream episode of the Knicks Nation podcast. Once again, appreciate every single one of you. We'll hit these rumors in about like 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, first, I wanted to touch on how great the New York Knicks are playing. Obviously, the Knicks are 7-1 uh, and one in the games where Jalen Brunson, and Jalen Brunson's last eight games are 7-1. and one. And Chris, yesterday the uh, emotional roller coaster. I mean, I mean, I feel like this, like the the trade is like emotional for both fan bases. Like the Raptors can't believe OG and Anobis and a New York Nick, and Raptors fans and the Knicks fans can't believe that <laughs> RJ Barrett and quickly are on the Raptors. Even yesterday felt kind of weird, but at the end of the day, I felt like yesterday was sort of like a a goodbye. Like, all right, send them off a proper send off. They got their tribute. Barrett posted his little video today quickly. You know, we're going to miss the guys. But yesterday, Knicks dominated, started off slow, but they dominated Randall triple double for Julius Randall yesterday, which was awesome to watch. And um, but yeah, Chris, yesterday was was awesome. Another win. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved it. I, I was watching that game and, you know, seeing IQ, seeing RJ, you know, at, at MSG with Raptors uniforms on it just. Man, that was just weird, man. But I guess you know that hit. Like you said, that's how Raptors fans must have feel seeing Ananobi in a Knicks, you know, uniform as yeah. well. But yeah, uh, bittersweet, man. Bittersweet type of game. But you know, the way it started off, man. I I, I got to tell you, man. I thought Toronto was gonna run away with it, man. RJ came out hot quickly, hit his first three. But like you said, Julius Randle triple double, and of course Jalen Brunson, you know. 13 of 23 for 38 points. Come on, you know, will will the Knicks to that? I mean, we blew them out after a rough start, but you know, shout out to RJ, shout out to IQ, man. Gonna miss them. Um, wishing them nothing but the best, but very happy the Knicks got that win. Got the dub. OG played well again. We'll get into some OG and OB stats here in a bit. Hey, Knicks fans, I'm proud to be partnering with Underdog Sports, my favorite place to play fantasy games. You got to check out Pick'em. It's so easy to play. Just pick two to five stats of your favorite players and choose whether they'll go higher or lower. You can 20x your money by going 5-4-5. I've been, you know, choosing a bunch of Knicks on this, and I'm absolutely loving it. Sound like fun? Just download their app and sign up using my code Knicks to get your first deposit up to a hundred dollars matched. I can't wait to see your entries. Hit some of these comments. Buzzer beater, what's going on? Caesar, what's going on? Always appreciate you in the chat. Caesar says JB is not only proving himself to be a 1A option in the league, but also a legitimate MVP candidate. This season, this team is not even in playoff contention without him in the lineup. Couldn't agree more, Caesar. Jalen Brunson. I said that he is the best point guard in the Eastern Conference right now. Look, if you want to put Tyrese Halliburton there, I'm not going to fight you on it. But right now, Jalen Brunson, in my opinion, is the best point guard in the East. Any argument from you, Chris? No. Well said. I mean, that's the two I would have at the top right now. Yeah. I mean, who, who's better? Who I mean, can you tell me is better? I guess you could put Dame and just hit a game winner, you know, Dame time, yada, yada, yada. But Game winners, I, all right, I get game winners, yeah. but as, in a season as a whole, you can't put Dame there. Not with those two guys, at least. Yeah. Yeah, so Jalen Brunson has been playing 
I mean, MVP type season for Jalen Brunson. Simply incredible. Um, okay, so let's get into some OG Anunoby insane stats that I came up for you guys. Okay, when he's on the floor, offensively, the New York Knicks are plus point plus ten point nine points per possession. Defensively, get this, they are <laughs> minus twenty eight point eight points per possession when he is on the floor. Best in the NBA since since the new year. Best in the NBA since he was acquired on the New York Knicks. He's Chris, he's playing heavy minutes. Saw a couple of things on X stating that, you know, he's playing 40 plus minutes a game, three straight games. And uh they asked OJ and Obi about it. He wasn't he didn't really care. Like he, he said, like, hey, whatever the team needs. He's such like a team guy. He doesn't really care about all the uh shenanigans. But yesterday he played 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 a lot. I don't believe he played 40 minutes on versus the Raptors. Could be wrong. But playing heavy minutes but look when he's out there the, the numbers are are right there the proof is in the pudding when he's on out there offensively the new york knicks are clicking he's even coming in with the bench unit and his usage is up with the bench unit he's playing really well defensively i mean watching this guy play defense chris i mean he's guarding like two guys at the same time he's, he's his defensive skills are like amazing you know it's just yeah. It, it, it's awesome to watch. It, it really is for OJ and Obi. Yeah, it's refreshing. And and against the Raptors, he he got close to forty minutes, but he only played thirty seven. Thirty seven. There you go. And, um, but yeah, I mean, even I was concerned with his minutes load. But like you said, they they questioned him about it, and he said, "Hey, I'm used to it. I've played you know forty plus minutes before. It's nothing new." Yeah. But OG, you know, he's I'm telling you, he's become he's becoming one of my favorites just because he's he he plays defense at such a high level. Mm-hmm. And he does it so well that it almost looks like he's not giving that much effort. But I think it's he's just that good, you know? Yep. He knows what to expect. He knows where he should be on the floor. It's awesome to watch, man. And, you know, I thought Grimes was a really good defender. And not saying he's not, but watching OG Ananobi now, like you see that next level defensively that a player can bring. And, again, I wasn't sold initially on OG, but, man, I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. A lot, a lot of Knicks fans weren't sold. Hey, I would. Hey, the, I mean, watching him play and watching the New York Knicks play together as a team, the 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 chemistry. It's it's crazy. He was acquired like a few weeks ago, and the chemistry. You're starting to get the playbook. You're starting to be comfortable um, in the system, and you could see it hitting his open shots, defending. Yeah, yesterday, Scotty Barnes. He, I think he had like four steals and four blocks yesterday, Chris. If you want to pull up the box score, some, something crazy like that, but. Yeah, I mean, OG Ananobi is four steals, four blocks, something like that. You have it in front three, of you? Three blocks, one steal, seven rebounds. Yeah. And what, like four, 15 points for OG? Uh, 14 points yeah. on five of 11 shooting. Yeah. So, I mean, this team has been clicking on all cylinders. We're home, home cooking. We have a bunch of home games coming up. We play Brooklyn on Tuesday. I mean, it's essentially a home game. But then after that, we have, I think, Denver and then Miami. And then we're home for like eight straight games or something like that. So it's good to see, you know, we're starting to build some momentum in Madison Square Garden. I believe we have the most home games remaining in the NBA, considering the fact that, that you know, the Knicks didn't really have a great schedule in December. Now we're starting to see all these home games. And it's, it's hey, look, the East right now, if you take a look at the East, you know, it's, it's you need to win these games at home, Chris, because any slip up, you could slide back like three slots. And I think Cleveland has won like seven in a row. So as long as the, as the Knicks are playing on all cylinders, hitting on all levels, we still have some concerns with the bench unit that we'll talk about in a, in a few. And then, obviously, you guys can vote on the poll to see if um, the rumors are starting to swirl. They're starting to become 
you know, they're starting to gain some steam. And I'll give my take on who I want. Chris will give his take on who he wants. And then you guys in the chat can time, chime in as well. But, um, Chris, Quinta Grimes, you know, I tried to see what really was wrong with him offensively. I didn't really find anything behind the numbers. Um, only thing is his corner threes are down from last season, 44% from corner three last season. They're shooting 37% this season from corner three. And he's not really finishing at the rim either. Last season, he was shooting 71% at the rim. This season, it is down to 50% at the rim for Quentin Grimes. So I'm trying to figure out reasons as to why Quentin Grimes has been struggling here. I think he actually he played okay versus the Raptors. But the game prior to that, ghost. <laughs> Absolute ghost. So look, Quentin Grimes, his name has been hot and heavy in these rumors as well. So I'm trying to see what's wrong with him. I'm trying to pinpoint him. It could just be a confidence thing, you know. I I personally I think that's a that's a big part of it in my opinion with Grimes. You know, he went from a having such a good season the, the the past season, and then you know now getting his minutes cut to going into the bench unit. I mean, that's a lot of changes for him, and and you know it has to be affecting him. You know, he yeah. it came out that he was frustrated with his role. You know. He obviously wants to do more, get get more time, and get more shots in the offense. But, you know, now he's with the bench unit, and you have some games where he's being aggressive and then other games where he's just not doing much out there. So I think it's a confidence thing. I think he just needs to, you know, kind of take a step back and just remember what brought him there, you know? just Just play that tough, rugged defense that we know he can. Take your open shots, you know. Just don't, don't, don't press it. But it's it's a mystery. One one game he's he's looks like he's figuring it out, and then the next he's missing. Hey, you know the interesting thing is, I think what was it a few days ago? Um, who who reported it? I think it was um, Bondi saying that he fell out of favor due to a so a shoulder his shoulder injury. Remember he sat out in the playoffs last season due to his yep. shoulder injury, and Tom Thibodeau. Uh, Allegedly didn't really like that, didn't really appreciate that. But it just seems like it's Grimes versus Thibs at this moment. And it just seems like Grimes maybe has checked out and is just like, I'm done. Sort of like an Obi Toppin situation. And that's what I'm kind of scared of because I, I did see that report as well. And, man, I hope that's not true because that that dude was hurt. Queen Grimes was hurt, man. And if somebody's actually hurt, you know, injured, you can, you can't play them, right? You sure? You sure he was hurt? I, I'm. I mean, he looked he looked like he was hurt, man. Yeah, his shot was off. I <laughs> yeah, but I hope I hope that's not the case. I mean, if a riff like that with Tibbs, that would be crazy. That would be ridiculous, man. Like I feel like that's a big no no, especially with a player that you know was on an up and up trajectory, and now he's just you know his value is going down. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, that would suck, man. That would really suck. But Cats came out saying that the Knicks are actively shopping Quentin Grimes. Like, they're actively looking for deals for Quentin Grimes. They're actively trying to pretty much unload Quentin Grimes. And then that was the game after where Quentin Grimes looked like a shell of himself. He was missing open shots. I mean, this season really just hasn't been a great season for Grimes. Obviously, reverted back to the bench row. Had a, had a couple of great games off the bench for QDOT. And it stinks because I came into the season with higher hopes and expectations for Quentin Grimes. But, hey, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Sometimes us Knicks fans just 
sometimes we get caught up in like all the young players and, you know, we don't want to let them go. And, you know, but at the end of the day, if it improves our team, so be it. I mean, it is what it is at this point. Grimes, I mean, he's had opportunities. You know, you can't say that he hasn't had opportunities to flourish. He started a bunch of games. Last season was a good season for Grimes. Playoffs, he had his moments. Obviously, that moment versus Butler that we keep referring back to. But they're actively shopping him. And right now, I do think the New York Knicks desperately, not desperately, but they need another piece off the bench because we're seeing it now. It seems like Miles McBride has sort of hit a wall here. Um, He had that great stretch. You know, I still believe in Miles McBride, but, you know, lately he's sort of hit a wall, sort of in his own head a little bit. And I, I feel like we need a bench, another guy to spell Brunson because when Brunson is off the court, we're seeing these stretches of teams just going on these runs and can't happen, man. Can't happen. Yeah. We're, we're not able to sustain any leads. I mean, it's literally as soon as the bench unit comes in, pretty much there goes a 10-point lead, you know, in yeah. the blink of an eye. But going back to Grimes, I, I mean, I I feel like it'll be a mistake to, to trade him, man. He's 23 years old. His, his contract is, is a, it's a cheap contract, you know. And I keep and I keep flip flopping because I've said, hey, if we could trade Grimes and get you know an upgrade, that's even better. But the more and more I think about it, you know, I don't want to trade him. I don't want to trade him. Not not just because he's one of our young guys, and you know, he obviously has done good things for us in the past. But yeah. you know, if you're trading Grimes, that's that's another that's another hit to the bench essentially because you're taking, you know, someone who could at the least defend at a high level. You know, and those guys are, you know, those guys are at a premium. High level this year is a, a little bit of a, a stretch for Grimes. Chris. Well, <laughs> we, we, know, we know what he's capable of yeah. is what I'm saying. We've seen him defend at a high level. So yeah. he's having an off time. Yeah, I get it. But it's not like he forgot how to play defense, right? It's not Markel Fultz forgetting his jump shot or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, PL, what's going on um, in the chat? PL wants Bridges. Grimes, Fournier, and four first-round picks for Bridges. <laughs> So he's bringing up Caesar in the chat says Grimes has been given every opportunity to establish himself as a cornerstone piece for this franchise and has lost his starting job and confidence all in one good riddance. You know, we have Chris sharing the sentiment that he doesn't want to trade him. And then we have fans. I've heard it a lot. And I'm sort of like at this point as a Knicks fan, I'm, I'm sort of like if it's going to help our team win, I'm doing whatever it takes to help the New York Knicks win. I'm not looking at the jersey. I'm not looking at the name in the back of the jersey. I'm looking at the name in front of the jersey. Because sometimes, like I said, I would get caught up in, you know, these young players. And look, it stinks. You want to see the young players obviously take you to the promised land and help build, um, you know, a championship team. But right now, at this moment, Chris, Brunson playing the way he's playing, OG playing the way he's playing, Randall, triple-double yesterday, um, you know, Hartenstein, Hopefully he's healthy because if he's not with that ankle injury, um, yeah. Taj Gibson line one again. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you can package, you're saying that essentially it would take a hit to the bench. But if you can package like a Grimes and a Fournier for something, or like a Grimes and a Fournier for you know, uh, I don't know if you want to trade that for a Brogdon. Murray's name has been in the in the rumor mill, but I do think the New York Knicks are starting to get away from Dejounte Murray. I don't know if Knicks fans like hearing that, but I feel like they're starting to get away from Dejounte Murray simply based on the fact that it might cost that much, Chris. Yeah, but it will take a hit to the bench. But 
if Grimes is inconsistent, not really hitting his open threes, you know, how big of a hit is it? You know, that's if we are obviously we would have to acquire somebody in, in place of a Grimes. But I'm just saying, like, guys are out there, you know. No, yeah, absolutely. I Like you said, if we're able to upgrade and it costs us Grimes and a Fournier's contract, you know, I'm all for that, for sure. But on the flip side, if you're able to keep a Grimes and still upgrade that bench unit, I think that's a good way to go as well, you know? You get to hold on to Grimes and, and see if yeah. he comes out of this funk, you know? I, just, I would just hate to, you know, his trajectory was just going well. Season after season, he's improved, improved, improved. It would suck to just bail on him the minute he's going through a tough stretch, you know? That's, that's the way I'm looking at it. It is. I think he has another year left before he has restricted free agency. PL says that's too much for Brogdon when I read off Grimes and Fournier for Brogdon. <laughs> I don't think that will be the package for Brogdon. I think a trade for Brogdon will be Fournier in a couple of seconds for Brogdon. If they want, I don't know if I'll give him protective first, but I'm I'm leaning. I don't want to show my hand, but I'm leaning towards that, you know, because I feel like right now, how can you mess the apple card, you know? How can you mess the starting five, Chris? How can you mess with that? You know, if you bring in a Murray in here, he's going to start, slide Dante on the bench. But the way Devo has played, the way, you know, the, the starting five has gelled together and meshed well together, I feel like that's too big of a... I mean, it's a, it's an acquisition I would want. Don't get me wrong. But I, I just feel like the smart way to go would be that piece off the bench, you know, to spell Brunson. I could be wrong. What do you guys think? What do you think, Chris? I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of in the middle because, yeah. um, like you mentioned, Murray, he, he's my target. I've been saying it. I, I hope the Knicks take a chance on him. But lately, with all of the reports coming out that the Lakers are interested, I think the Mavs are interested, you know, there's like five teams now that are interested in Murray and more and more just keep popping up. And to me, that screams, all right, his price is going up now. So from something that you could have got him for like maybe like a player, a young player in a first or something like that. Now it's looking like two, three first and a young player. And I'm not doing that. You know, that's that's what I'm not doing right there, because then you're talking about that's going to affect a bigger move that we can make. So, yeah, yeah. in that regard, that's that's when I pivot. And now I'm thinking, all right, what about a Jordan Clarkson? What about a Brogdon type? You know, something that you can get mm-hmm. without giving up too much you know well i don't know about clarkson it seems like danny Ainge wants like <laughs> an unprotected first round pick for jordan clarkson so it's insane i don't insane. know about i don't know about all that but hey clarkson's playing well so your price is your price but um hit some of these comments appreciate every single one of you in the chat chopping it up this is episode 31 32 of the next nation 32. podcast um, appreciate every single one of you. Make sure you smash that thumbs up button. Always subscribe to the channel and make sure you join us here in the chat. PL says, bah, bah, bah. not, a, I'm sorry. I'm just catching up. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Julio says, Thibs soured on Grimes for a reason. He was obviously one of his favorites. If Thibs can walk away from one of his guys, then that says it all. PL says they just got to make a call and see. That's too much for Brogdon. These are old comments. I'm sorry. Um, but, 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 Chris, you see anything interesting here? Uh, I see PL saying trading Grimes has to be for a star. 
Do you think that's... I don't think you're getting a star for trading if you're trading Grimes because right now you would package him with who? You know, Fournier? I mean, and, that's, that is kind of interesting, though, because... Well, maybe not a star, but if you're going to trade Quinn Grimes, you need to package him with that Fournier contract just to make money work altogether. Because yeah. Grimes, I think, is only getting, like, what, two mil? Yeah. It's something really low that's kind of difficult to trade on its own. Um, Here's the thing I wanted to bring up, up, up about Fournier. Here's why the New York Knicks are going to make an Evan Fournier trade. Um, Chris, we brought it up in the last pod. If you decline his option this summer, who are you using to make that next trade? Dante DiVincenzo? Josh Hart at this point you're depleting your roster at that point so the more I look at it the more I see them making a deal for like a Brogdon or like a Terry Rozier simply based on the fact that you know they're signed through next season Brogdon signed through next season Rozier's name has been linked to the New York Knicks he's signed through next season um who else am I missing guys like that they're signed through next season right yeah yeah because you don't want to just get, you don't want to just let the Fournier contract expire without, you know, getting some type of value from it, you know. But at the end of the day, it depends what those teams would want to ask for from the Knicks, Fournier, and you know, we're going to have to give up something else, obviously, for like a Rozier or like a Brogdon. But that's why I do think the New York Knicks are going to trade Evan Fournier. Begley said they're trading Evan Fournier, so I think Evan Fournier has a couple of weeks here before he's shipped out. But yeah, that's why I think they're going to trade Fournier. I'm I'm still shocked he's he lasted this long with the Knicks, man. Yeah, insane. But hey, man, if it helps us get better, it brings in a good piece for us off the bench. I'm all for it. Yes, sir. All right. Um, I wanted to touch on something. Okay, so before we get into all the trade talk, the uh, I know that's what you guys are here for. We're going to get into it. I just want to read off two stats. Only two teams have two. Excuse me. Knicks are so close to having two players above 30% usage rate. Randall is at 30% and Jalen Brunson right now is at 29%. Only two teams in the NBA have two players on their team above 30% usage rate. Dallas, Luka and Kyrie, and Milwaukee, Damian Lillard, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So the Knicks are right there. Jalen Brunson, 29%. Randall at 30%. And the New York Knicks have three players shooting above 50% from corner three this season Jalen Brunson Julius Randle and Dante DiVincenzo I know what you're thinking Julius Randle really but hey he's shooting about 50% from corner three he's been heating up man he's been taking more shots and he's been knocking them down which to me is beautiful to see if we get Julius back back with his jumpers and hitting threes at a decent clip watch out man watch out Watch out. Yeah, he has been taking more threes. I'm not sure if I like that, but, you know, hey, he's he's I, I, I like it when it's going in, man. <laughs> and if you if you if you're going to, you know, give us triple doubles, sign me up. Yesterday was, you know, one of Julius Randle's best games this season. Honestly, he was he's playing really well. Um, OK, I saw Bruce Brown comment in the chat, Chris. Bruce Brown's name has been linked to the New York Knicks. I guess we can touch on that right now. I think yesterday he had an interview with the Post pretty much pleading his case to be on the New York Knicks, saying, I'm such a tough Thibodeau player. I would love to play in that environment. Guys, he's on the Raptors right now. So he wants to get out of Toronto. The Raptors aren't going anywhere. They're shipping off. They shipped off Siakam. Obviously, they shipped off OG and Obi. Bruce Brown's name has been linked to the Knicks. I think three reporters at three separate times tweeted about the Knicks' interest in Bruce Brown. I think it was Begley. 
Katz and someone else all within like an hour. They stated that the New York Knicks don't forget they're interested in Bruce Brown. Um, I think I got that from uh, at Knicks Central on Twitter. Um, so shout out to those guys. But Bruce Brown, he's just to me, it's just like a mini Josh Hart. Like, why are we why? Why, in my opinion, are you going to go that route? You know, you're just bringing in another Josh Hart is Bruce Brown. Look, I watched him in the finals. He he was amazing. And then finals versus the heat. Um, so is Bruce Brown that piece? I don't think he is. Is Chris. I don't think Bruce Brown is that guy. I really don't. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Bruce Brown. Cause again, he, like you said, he's a smaller guy. I, he's like six, four. He's like six, four. Yeah. He's a small forward. And I mean, that's really small for a small forward, but, um, I don't know. I don't know if that's the the piece that I want, you know, for this bench. Depends what what you got to give up to get him, right? What do you think would be a hypothetical package to get Bruce Brown on the Knicks? Okay, that you 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 brought up something good. Okay, if you give up two seconds and Evan Fournier for Bruce Brown, sign me up. I'm doing it. You know. Okay, then I'll be open to it. But if you're giving them, I'm not giving them a first, and I'm not shipping them Quinn Grimes. I'm not doing that, right. you know. Yeah. But if it's That's two, if it's two seconds for Brown, okay, I get it. But to me, he's like a Josh Hart. You know, he does all the little intangible things, all the, all the rebounding, pushing the pace. He can hit threes. Um, he's, he's he's crafty on defense. But to me, you want a score. You want a score off the bench. You need a score off the bench. Yeah, you know? I think that's the biggest thing the Knicks need right now is another shot creator, just someone who can. Again, I hate to say it, but replace what quickly was giving us off the bench, that instant offense, just flamethrower type. That's that's I, I think that's what we need. Caesar says only reason Bruce Brown is even mentioned is he is CAA. Hard pass yeah. on Bruce Brown. You know who else is CAA, Chris? Malcolm Brogdon. I don't think that matters, guys, but I get it. But um the ties will always be there, apparently. To me, this is my opinion. A Malcolm Brogdon trade makes all the sense in the world for the New York Knicks. It does. Attach a second-round pick to it. Fournier, boom. Deal is done. If they want another second-round pick, okay. Deal is done. Then I think the New York Knicks, in that case, let's say you acquire Malcolm Brogdon. You got your scoring punch off the bench. You got your guy to spell Jalen Brunson. And then if Quentin Grimes is still... If Quentin Grimes still wants to be dealt, then you essentially flip Quentin Grimes for a backup big or, you know, another lengthy defender player. Because as we all know, we just saw Isaiah Hartenstein going down with an ankle injury. We don't want that. So in my opinion, this is just my opinion. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon, to me, I started to think about it. I was on the Murray train. I really was on the DeJounte Murray train. But then, you know, the, the more as time goes on, the more picks they want. I, I understand the fact that you can flip Murray in the summer if it doesn't work out. But like I just said, I, I actually really thought about it. And do I really want to mess up the starting five and, you know, that unit and how well they're meshing right now? I really don't. So if you bring in a Brogdon here, you don't mess up anything. You simply just add firepower to this offense already. And if you look at Brogdon's numbers, Chris, this year. And he has another year left on his deal, about $20 million. So it can still be an attractive trade piece. He's in the back. I mean, he's over 30, which I get. You know, he's not on the younger side. 
but you need as much firepower in East, you know? So I think Brogdon, I'm starting to like that idea. I'm really starting to come around to it. I think, I think honestly, that would be one of the better choices for us to go out and get. Because, again, you're not giving up too much to yeah. acquire him. And, you know, the, the knock on Brogdon has always been what? He gets hurt, right? So that is a risk. But, look, if we're only giving up, you know, Evan Fournier's contract in a couple seconds, how you know, you're going from somebody who's not even playing on our team and then you're getting Malcolm Brogdon if he gets hurt, I think that's kind of a house money in a sense, right? Yeah, and you're getting someone shooting, shooting forty one percent from three point range, averaging fifteen point three points so far on the season, three point five rebounds, five point two assists, and that's mostly coming off the bench, which is great. Yeah, I think that's the type of impact we need off the bench. That he'll come in, and not only will he replace what quickly gave us, but he's he's a he's a floor general in his own right. So yeah. that just makes us even better. And and I'm warming up to the Brogdon thing as well. It would be nice if we could get him really cheap too. I misspoke. I didn't know Malcolm Brogdon is now clutch sports, so forgive me on that. But, yes, that's my opinion. I think the New York Knicks should go after a Brogdon, someone like that. It's not going to cost you that much. I don't think Portland would haggle over you. And don't forget, the New York Knicks also have a relationship with the Blazers. They traded, um, who was it, Cam over there. So they have, you know, some – ties not ties but you know they're they're comfortable in dealing with them so yeah. two second round picks evan fournier for brogdon if you can get that done guys i'm saying that to me makes our team better you're not giving up that much you're not giving up a first round pick you're bringing that firepower off the bench i think brogdon has started a few times this year as well over 40 percent shooter from three spell jalen brunson yep. playoffs the only thing about him is the durability obviously but I'm warming up to it, man. I'm warming up to it. Chris, who do you want? Who do you want them to go out and get? Who do you want Leon Rose to make the call and get? You know, a, a, another name that kind of intrigued me was Terry Rozier. Yeah. You know, that's another instant offense type of dude, but he's only offense. <laughs> so, so you know, potential to be a turnstile. But look, that's what we're missing. We need somebody with offensive firepower to come in here off the bench and just give us yeah. a spark. Spell Jalen Brunson for a bit. And I think he fits the bill. Um, like Malcolm Brogdon, I think he's making like 23 a year. It's close to it. Um, what do you think? What do you think about Terry Rozier? The thing about Rozier is he has two more years left on his contract. So at 20. So I don't know if the Knicks want to dabble with that simply based on the fact that he's due money next year and he's due money this season after that. So, yeah. but, you know, firepower off the bench, high offensive player. But, you know, the Charlotte Hornets are an absolute <laughs> disaster. But Rozier's a good player, you know. But um, we have someone in the comments, in the in the chat says, Boston moved Brogdon because he complained about coming off the bench. Brogdon doesn't want to come off the bench. I'm sure if the New York Knicks went, talked to Brogdon and acquired him, and if he's on a, on, you know, a, a winning team in the Eastern Conference um, uh, and, and he's playing at, it, at what he's capable of playing, I'm sure that it wouldn't be an issue for Brogdon. But if that is a concern, if Brogdon wants to start, I mean, where else are you going to start? You know, Find me a team. Find me a contender, Malcolm Brogdon, that you would start on. That's my only thing with Brogdon. You know? so, I mean, right now he's on Portland and he's coming off the bench. So <laughs> I, I do think he has started a little bit, though. 
He has started a little yeah. bit. The majority, I think he started. It looks like he started eighteen games, and the rest have all been off the bench. So I mean, yeah. So look, that's a youth movement over there in Portland. He's he's more like in a mentor role per se. Um, you know, I'm not hearing much much rumbles about Malcolm Brogdon. You know, yelling and screaming to get out of there, but you know, it's it's. It's he's available for a reason, yeah. you know. Trailblazers don't want to have any, especially with his contract. Trailblazers are definitely going to get rid of him. Steven, what's going on? Hit me up. What's going on in the chat? Steven says we do need to make another trade to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Um, I think we can get there without making a trade. If you call me crazy, but I do think we need another trade because Boston is, you know, on a whole nother level this year. So. Yeah, uh, Caesar says durability issues are a major concern with Brogdon. Yes, he did get injured for the Boston Celtics last year in the playoffs. So that is a concern for Brogdon. But you got to take chances, right? You got to take those chances. It's a chance that I'm willing to take. Me too. Especially if it's the price is two seconds in Fournier. Exactly. Two seconds. And if he's playing off the bench, you know, his usage probably won't be too high. Um Let's be real. Jalen Brunson is not going to, you know, sit out many minutes for us. So it'll be nice. He'll kind of save him. And then come playoff time, man, Malcolm Brogdon, he could be a nice piece for us. He can be. Steven says, Jordan Clarkson, I do not mind getting him. We talked about, about you know, Danny Ainge wanting, reportedly wanting our first round pick for Jordan Clarkson. I'm not doing that. So and we know how Danny Ainge works in these negotiations. It's either his way or the highway. So in my opinion, I am not doing that. But you know whose name has been linked to the New York Knicks, Chris? The old faithful. The old faithful, guys. Guys in the chat, you know who I'm talking about. Alec Burks. Over his last three games, Alec Burks is averaging 26 points per game. 48% from the field. 53% from three. 100% from the free throw line. And he is doing this off the bench. Now, those are great numbers, Chris. Those are pretty solid yeah. numbers for Alec Burks. Yeah. We've traded with the Pistons before. Burks has been on, on the Knicks previously. He knows the system. He knows Thibs. You know, Thibs loved him at times. I don't think we'll fall into that rut of, you know, having to play Alec Burks all those minutes to close out games because yes. now we have who? You know? Jalen Brunson. <laughs> what, are you, what are your thoughts about Mr. Uh, Mr. Burks over there in Detroit playing his shit? Look at these numbers. He's playing his ass off over there, man. Look, I think I think I was listening to the, the Barton Hahn show on ESPN, and I heard Alan Hahn bring up Alec Burks. Like, hey, watch out for him. That's the type of guy the Knicks are going to go after. And at first I was like, oh, man, that is such a Knicks move, you know? Like. Go get Alec Bur- And I started thinking about it. He didn't get a fair shake, man. He got thrown into the point guard spot, which, you know, all in all, he did a a, a decent job, in my opinion, for us at that spot, um, considering we had Alfred Payton. <laughs> and um, and quickly, we started over a bunch of times, yeah. but that's yeah. neither here or there. Yep. <laughs> but with that, with all that said, Alec Burks, man, that that's instant offense as well. You know, he he knows the system. He can come in here, give us exactly that scoring punch, that shot creating. Mm-hmm. 
you know, he's he's able to to handle the ball, initiate the offense. You know, somebody that looks like we could get on on a on a pretty cheap, you know, trade as well. Like he can do a lot for us. Space the floor, he could hit the threes. I, I like it. The more and more I think about it, you know, why not have Alex Burke back here? He's not going to be running the point guard spot for us. He so will. Why not? He will if he comes in he off could, the bench. He could. I'm not sure if he would per se be like, you know, maybe they put uh maybe they have more of a faith with uh McBride, you know? Leave McBride, you have Alec Burks in there as well. Yeah. I mean, that's intriguing to me. You're giving McBride more uh more time at the backup point guard spot, and you got Alex Burks kind of there as a you know bailout for him in a sense. So the reason why I think Detroit will do it, um, Steven says Alec Burks is a baller, he plays defense too. Burks can put the ball in the basket. You know, we've seen it with Burks, obviously kind of flamed out a little bit during his, you know, last year in New York. You know, I guess fans were a little bit over the Alec Burks experiment. They wanted something different. And then Burks, Burks went to Detroit. He's an expiring deal. So I do not think that he's going to cost much, maybe a second. And these are the guys who I'm looking at, guys, because, you know, if the Knicks can't acquire Murray, they don't, if they're not willing to give up two unprotected or three protected, two unprotected, maybe for DeJounte Murray, then I feel like they would go in the direction. And we're already starting to hear that from Begley saying that the price could be too high. So I know you guys want Murray in the chat. I know hit me up once Murray in the chat. I'm starting to lose faith in that DeJounte <laughs> Murray trade, he says. So am I, you know. Yeah. It's starting to seem like the steam has kind of come off the Murray trade, and it's starting to seem like the, the steam is starting to – come on like a Brogdon or a Rozier or a, a Burks. And the reason why I think Burks makes sense is because he can put the ball in the belt in the basket, man. He can, yeah. and he's showing you what these, with these numbers and we've seen it before. And I, I, I would honestly, like at, at first I was like you, Chris, when I heard the, heard the rumor, I was like, Alec Burks. I was like, come on, you can't aim for something better than that with Murray in the trade market. And, and whatnot, but if it's gonna cost you a second and maybe something you know other than that, a second, I'm not sure how you would match this deal because he's old 10 million, Fournier's old 20, so I don't know if that would match. But if you can get Burks, it get, it gives you that that offense off the bench that we're looking for. Yeah, I mean he he checks all the boxes for what we we need off the bench. Yeah, and again, someone who's familiar with the system, familiar with Tibbs. He'll fit right in, you know. I think that's a you know one of those sneaky type of moves that you know don't discount it because I mean that could be the one, and I'd be pretty happy, man. I think that would help us out a ton. Cameron says I would like Alec Burks to be back, and then we have Buzzer Beater saying no Alec Burks, the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Buzzer Beater, man, I always appreciate you. Um, Caesar says Burks is the best option out of all these other guys being mentioned um yeah i mean if you want to go that route cost wise yes but skill wise no but burks will cost less in that regard um shy what's going on in the chat alec burks would be perfect in the second unit he has a high basketball iq he has one two and three in any lineup he can handle the ball moves without the ball and he is experienced efficient and effective look chris and i we just i was I didn't like it at first, but like I'm saying, I, I took a step back, starting to warm up to it, starting to really realize what we actually need off the bench. And it's just a guy coming in, hit a 
few shots. I know Burks is attempting a lot of shots in, in Detroit right now, but that's basically due to the fact that the Pistons are a mess. Uh, one of the worst teams. They could be one of the worst teams in NBA history, which would be kind of crazy, believe it or not. But insane. Yeah, and I don't think we would fall into that problem of Dibs playing Burks too much because when Burks was here, Dibs loved playing Alec Burks. Like he loved playing him. He started him in the playoffs. For I mean, everyone was hurt. I mean, um, but he started in the playoffs, and so I don't think we'll fall into that same rut simply based on the fact that look at our starters. Like you're not starting over Dante. You're not starting over Brunson. Like you're not starting. You're just coming in here and providing that veteran leadership on the bench. You know the system. You're cheap. That's why I feel like we're starting to gravitate towards those guys, Chris. And I, I tell you what, man, I won't be I won't be mad at it. I really won't. No, I think I I think it's a good deal, man. And then like you said, I mean, if you're giving up, let's say Fournier's contract. Who's to say you can't sneak another player out, you know, from Detroit in that trade? Somebody like uh, Monte Morris, right? You know, then you yeah. maybe you get a two-for-one type of deal. Um, who, who else might be in Detroit that you could pair up? Gallinari. Would you want to bring Gallinari back? Gallinari. Danilo <laughs> Gallinari. Forward that can stretch the floor a bit. I don't know how much game he has left, but. Uh, we, I mean, he's a turnstile at this point of his career <laughs> on defense. But it's there's some a, options there, you know, with Alec Burks, in my opinion. Could yeah. be a good route to go. Yeah, it could be. But, you know, I feel like if what if Grimes is in that package? Then Knicks fans will be like, oh, you traded Grimes for Burks? I wouldn't. I don't think I would like that. But I, I wouldn't be happy with that yeah. at all. I wouldn't either. At all. I wouldn't either. But, hey. I mean, look, right now, Thibs, it's it's clear that he doesn't really th- trust the bench unit because, I mean, shout out to Precious that you were actually last game. He actually had his best game as a Nick. I mean, he played against his <laughs> what, what was that? 18 points, man, for yeah. Precious. And he was dominating them. I think he, he had a possession where he was guarding R.J. Barrett and he was like blocked them. I was like, oh, OK, Precious. Precious had his good game. Maybe he can build off of that. But, you know, it's clear that. Dibs doesn't really trust the bench unit right now. You know, Miles McBride sort of has a short leash right now. A couple of mistakes, one mistake. Brunson, get your ass up. You coming back in the game. So that's why I feel like to ease everything, something has to be done. And I feel like something will be done, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's only a matter of time, in my opinion. Yeah. The only question is, are the Knicks going to take a big swing and go for somebody like a Murray? Or are they going to go for, you know, a smaller piece like a Brogdon, like a Jordan Clarkson type, Terry Rozier, Alec Burks? Yeah. That's, just, that's the question. She just says we can get Burks with the trade exception from OB Toppin. Um, yes, but mm-hmm. it depends what Detroit. I don't think Detroit will haggle with you, you know, for – you know, a young player or like maybe a two second round picks. I don't think it's going to cost that much to get an Alec Burks. So, um, but yeah, uh, Caesar says no Rusa, just Burks. What would it cost Chris to get a DeJounte Murray in here, in your opinion? So we can, we can sort of do a trade machine. So if it happens, we can look back at this, but I think it, I think it would cost Fournier, Grimes, two, Unprotected first round picks going to Atlanta. 
unprotected. It has to be yeah. those. Yeah, good picks. I mean, if you're saying unprotected, then then I would agree. I mean, I think that's probably as good of a deal as as the Hawks are going to get. Um, a lot of the rumors circulating right now is that teams are shying away from Murray altogether just because the Hawks are asking for, I think, three picks. They want three firsts and a young player. So obviously, you know, the rumors came out previously that the the Hawks were looking for a package of a first round pick from the Knicks and Emmanuel quickly. So to go from that to now wanting a young player and three firsts, that's all, you know, a result of basically more teams going, hey, let's get in on this Murray stuff. You know, what do you want? Because now you got the Mavs, you got the Lakers, you got, you know, I, th- I think the Bucks are also interested in Murray, which I don't know how the hell they would even, what do they got to offer? offer. Portis. But, <laughs> you know, some these teams, they always seem to find a way to get in there one way or another. The Miami Heat also interested in Murray. You know, we had a... Uh, Murray recently posting up the the rafters at the at the Heat uh, arena. So luckily, that was just the game that they were about to play. Nothing more than that. But yeah. you know, that's the rumors out there. Teams are interested, and the price is going up. So, yeah, I mean, would you do it? would you do that? Would you do Fournier, Grimes, and two unprotected? First round picks. Yeah, those unprotected picks. It's gonna to have to depend on what year they are. Honestly, I wouldn't do too unprotected if they want him, like in twenty eight, twenty nine, or something like that. I, don't, I wouldn't. I, as much as I want Murray in here, I wouldn't do it. You know, it, it it'll take me a lot to say no. But I think who was it? Alan Hahn suggested four. They want four first for Murray, and I think Murray just hit two back to back game winners. So. Yeah. Yesterday's price is not today's price. <laughs> Absolutely. As they the always say. To go up. Um, but Caesar brings up Fournier Grimes, Maz pick, Bucks pick, one of the heavily protected picks for Murray and Bay. But look, if they want to do that, the Mavs pick, I all, all I want to do is draft this year. The Knicks need to draft this year in the first round, right? We need to draft this year. We cannot have another year of not drafting in the first round because we have to have some some young talent with a controllable contract in here drafted in the first round, and then we just build off of that, you know, because it's not sustainable. Just You just keep signing these guys and extending these guys. Eventually, you got to build through the draft and, you know, really complement your team. So, you know, if we're giving up one of these, one pick, like he suggested, the Buck, the Mavs pick, the Bucks pick, and – um for Murray and Bay. I don't know, Chris. What are you doing? I agree with you that we definitely need to draft a player because, like you said, RJ, quickly out. We need yeah. that, you know, an infusion of youth, per se. Yeah. Um, so we definitely got to draft. I like I like Murray and Bay. I mean, that, that's obviously that would help our team. It would help the bench unit as well. Um, Bay somebody who can go out there and get you a bucket. For sure. Um, but with the news that iHeart is, you know, has that sprained ankle. Do, do the Knicks. Sore ankle. After, oh, okay. Sore ankle. Okay. All right. I was going to say, and pivot and try to do a kind of like a Capella and Murray type of deal, you know? But no. I think that would be kind of too, that would be too, too much of a risk, right? That'll yeah. take you out of the running for anything in the summer. But then that's the thing. 
who's going to be available in the summer? Somebody's always like, available, Chris. Always available in the summer. With our luck, there won't I mean, be. Hey, I mean, <laughs> but with our luck, look at the team where we have right now, right? With our That's luck, true. look as look at what has gotten us here. You know, they haven't really panicked, and you know, maybe that you know, in the moment, Knicks fans are like, Leon, do something, pick up the phone, and do something. He did something this year. He traded two of our guys for OG and Obi, and look how our team looks now. And we still have all of our first round picks in the bag. So, you know, Leon hasn't panicked. You know, he's he's actually been kind of low-key cooking here. Had a couple of hiccups. But, you know, I I feel like someone's always available in the summer. And if you're hamstringing your cap space with Murray and a Capella, because I think Capella's owed another $20 million this year. I'm yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that, in my opinion. But um, which is why I feel like the Knicks pivot and they go an Alec Burks route. They go a a Brogdon route because they're not comfortable in trading a couple of their first now. But eventually you have to, you know, kind of I mean, kind of, you know, not push all your chips in the table. But, you know, hey, I brought it up a few few episodes ago saying the Knicks are building pieces around Jalen Brunson. They're not necessarily going for that star player and they traded rj and iq they got jalen brunson more usage almost 30 percent usage player and they acquired og and Obi has fit like a glove here without giving up their first round picks chris and now we have still ammunition to go get us some firepower off the bench and even make our team even stronger and don't forget there's a big question mark right now with the whole knicks is mitchell robinson Maybe they know something that we don't know, but it's looking like he might return. So if Mitchell Robinson returns to this lineup and is either starting or coming in off the bench, and let's say you acquire a Burks or a Brogdon, and you have that off the bench, complimenting your guys in the starting lineup, sky's the limit for this team. Yeah. Yep. I said a lot there. It's a lot to take in, but no, I mean, I was just starting to think about Mitchell Robinson coming back and how that just changes everything, including the bench unit, you know? And yeah, I mean, look, I think it makes more sense, obviously, to go for a smaller piece, somebody like, like an Alec Burks, right? Because you're, you, it's something the Knicks have always done, right? They've remained flexible and that's looks like what, what they want to do now. Yeah. You know, they want to remain flexible, Obviously, with Murray initially, you know, asking price was a young player in a first. The Knicks could have done that and remained flexible, so which is why I think the Knicks were ultimately interested in Murray, and they still are. Look, we th- these are rumors. We don't know what the Hawks are actually asking for. But if they're going crazy and they're saying, hey, we want three firsts, we want three unprotected firsts and a young player or something like that, I don't do it. I'm the Knicks. I go after somebody like Alec Burks. I go after a Brogdon, you know, and, and, and that's been their MO kind of, let's see what happens. Let's, let's, you know, have all this, this draft capital available for us to make a deal for a big player when they become available. And I think Caesar brought it up in the chat um, or somebody brought it up. The big player would probably be like a booker or someone like that. That's where someone, obviously you push all your chips in the table for um, Paris. (laughs) Paris, what's going on? Says we don't draft because Dibs won't play picks. <laughs> I mean, can't argue with that. But you know, he—I mean, you can argue both sides. But I get what you're saying, Paris. Man, it's, it's rare. It's yeah. rare. I mean, quickly was able to break through. I mean, we yeah. also we also what happened with Obi. 
Um, yeah, it's it's like a hit or miss type of thing. But history says Tibbs will not play young guys unless he has no choice. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, Deuce. Mc- Look, the thing is, I still want like if we bring in a Brogdon, I don't think it's the end of Deuce. You know, I I, th- I feel like he'll still spell sometimes. I mean, he won't play like he's playing now. I mean, right now he's only playing what five to ten minutes a game, but. You know, it depends. Quint Grimes is the uh, the 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 piece where if they were to trade him, like the um, news reporters are suggesting, the Knicks beat writers, Begley, if they're suggesting that you know the Knicks are looking actively looking to trade Quint Grimes, if they're looking to trade Quint Grimes, then obviously that would still free up some minutes for Deuce. So you know, Grimes is upset. Um, seems like the, the the whole last season Thibs was angry with him because of the shoulder they didn't really think he was hurt and now it's everything is starting to come out now during the trading deadline and I just it stinks at the end of the day but hey got to make the New York Knicks better and we'll just see what comes comes about that because uh it's gonna be really interesting in the next few weeks I can't wait man just the anticipation of all these rumors possibilities I want to see what the Knicks do to improve this team. Yeah. Um, Navy says too many fans infatuated with star names that I agree with as well. Look, right now we're Knicks are a good team. They're a really good team, not just a good team. And they I brought it up in the, the beginning of the, the podcast episode. They actually, in my opinion, have a legit MVP candidate in Jalen Brunson. It's time to, for us to start talking about Jalen Brunson in that category, not saying he will win it, but he means that much to this New York Knicks team. And right now the, the, the goal should be building around number 11, Jalen Brunson. And they have done that. They brought in his guys, Devo, Hart, and those guys have contributed. It's not like they're just bringing his boys in here just to, so they can party. Those guys are winning players. They won at Villanova. They know how to win. So they're building around him. Rando is starting to starting to get it. And the chemistry with Brunson and Rando is really starting to pick up here. Triple-double yesterday for Julius Rando versus the Raptors. So... Look, um, it, it all and OG and Anobi, eleven and two with OG and Anobi. I mean, with with him on the court, the Knicks are the best defensive team in the NBA. I think they have been the best defensive team in the NBA since he was acquired, and he's just starting to get comfortable in the playbook. So, yeah, it's just whether or not you think that they need to make another move because when Brunson comes off the court, like I've said previously, Chris, it's it's stagnant the offense a little bit. It looks kind of funky. Yeah, I mean it it's it's really it's just really clunky, man. It looks bad. It looks bad. It is no rhythm there. Yeah. And you know, once the bench unit goes in, you know, there goes our lead. And if we didn't have a lead, you know, like you said, you're seeing Jalen Brunson get off that bench as as quickly as possible after like a minute or two tops. Yeah. Because, you know, the bench just cannot sustain any leads. It's it's something we we have to address. You know, we can't just play Brunson. We can't play the starting five basically every damn minute of the game, and they're damn near doing that. So that has to change. Buzzerbeater says Brunson isn't the off isn't running the offense. He is the offense. Brunson from That's... last year until this year, he has gotten better and better and better. His three point shot has gotten tremendously better. He's one of the best three point shooters in the league and don't forget his assist numbers have gone up since the trade he's giving you eight nine ten assists per game and you know that was a, a 
not a knock on him, but a lot of fans were like, oh, he doesn't, that was, that was his only like down, that was his only like bugaboo, that he, he wasn't really a passive point guard, he wasn't a Halliburton giving you 20 assists, but since the trade, Chris, we're seeing him share the rock, we're seeing the team share the rock, because when it's stagnant, when the ball sticks, and it does stick at times, don't get me wrong, it does stick at times, but when it, when it doesn't, the Knicks are such a great team, especially when um, OG's involved offensively. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, like you said, Jalen Brunson's the biggest knock against him was that not not being able to get the high assist numbers, which to me, it's kind of like it wasn't on him. Right. Because before before the OG trade, you know, Jalen Brunson can pass it to an open player where they're going to make the shot. You know, if it's RJ in the corner, was he making the three more times? No, then yes. So, you know, you're starting to see with a with a just a better cast around him you know those numbers are going up and he's just playing at such a high level that anything he does on the court he just attracts everybody straight to him you know they got to double him they got to bring other guys over try to cut him off from getting in the paint you know guys are getting wide open looks and it's awesome to see Jalen Brunson just becoming not only an all-star like you said an MVP candidate this this dude is playing at an MVP level Yep. You know, we got to talk about it. (laughs) Got to throw that out. I mean, it's not like we're lying here. He's he's showing it day in and day out. He's he's the man out there. A-Dub says, what about Bones Highland? I don't think I don't think I want to dabble in Bones, especially when Burks and uh, Brogdon's available. Why would you take a chance on on Highland? Um, Frank, what's going on? Says Murray, Murray, Murray. a lot of people want DeJounte Murray. Cam says, because Brunson has shooters now, that's why his assists are up. That is true because, you know, when early shooters. on in the year, when, when Barrett was here, his usage was up. But, you know, when Dante got inserted into the lineup, obviously, that's what she wrote with that. We don't we don't have shooters, Cam. We have makers. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's, it's honestly refreshing, man, because... What was our problem last season in the playoffs, man? We just—it was so hard for our offense to do anything, especially yeah. versus the Heat. I mean, they—I mean that—I mean Eric Spoelstra is a genius, but I'm just saying, like, it's great to have Dante in there. Brunson shooting better than when he shot last year. Then, um, yeah, and then now we have OG shooting high, highly. Randall starting to shoot more threes, shooting about fifty percent from corner threes, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. And um, yeah, so. Everyone is complimenting themselves well, man. Everyone is complimenting themselves. All right, guys, a couple of channel announcements. We Our Discord is open, so if you want to join the Discord, link is in the description. I'm in there. Chris is in there. Knicks Nation is in there trying to get as much people in, in there as possible so we can chat it up 24-7 Knicks chat. And it's been cool in there, put, passing around memes in there and whatnot. But um, um, bah, bah, bah. we talked about Murray. We talked about, you know, who we want to get. Obviously, Brad, his name is available. Um, uh, and Burks. So it just depends on where the Knicks go. And I feel like they will gravitate towards getting that player who doesn't cost as much because they already paid not a hefty price, but they paid a price for OG. So, and it was a, it was a great trade. Great trade for OG. Yeah, I mean, look, that trade is going to go down in one as one of those trades that rarely happens where both teams basically come out on top. In my opinion, look, RJ and IQ are going to be good for Toronto, and yeah. OG has been amazing for the Knicks 
still early. We don't know how it's going to play out. But when you look at what the Raptors ended up getting from Pascal Siakam, and you realize that the Raptors, you know, held OG at just as high regard. I mean, credit to, yeah. to Leon Rose and, and that that management office because, you know, they pulled the trigger at the right time. You got to remember, Raptors wanted, I think, three firsts and, and, and players for OG back in, back in the past season. Yeah. So to get them, look, not saying that RJ and IQ are scrubs or anything, but to go from wanting three firsts and young players to – Two young players. I mean, that's that's I saw the credit right there to to the Knicks front office, in my opinion. It's a good trade. It's a good trade. Um, Caesar says it's been a long time since we've had a player of this caliber here. Jalen Brunson is truly is truly a great player. Yeah, amazing. I mean, there's times when I'm watching him, like watching the Knicks play, and I'm sure all of you guys are just in awe. Like, wow, like <laughs> he's on. He's really on the Knicks. Like he's he's really on our team and. He definitely is an all-star this year. I think he's an all-star starter, and I feel like he will make All-NBA this year, whether that's first or second team. Um, it's up to, I guess, the uh, the writers or the voters or whatever. But look, man, Brunson. Brunson is here for the making, and the thing about Brunson is he shows up in the playoffs, which is great. Um, Buzzabita says if Murray doesn't work out, we can still trade him in the offseason for Spider, question mark. Yes, that's what we brought up. That's what a lot of people are brought up saying that if if we got a Dejounte Murray, but I wouldn't I wouldn't do that Dejounte. I I feel like like I think Spider. I think the Spider talks, Chris. I just feel like they still sort of have to like you see the MSG people. Alan Hahn, Mana McNutt is coming out saying that it's not a good fit on the New York Knicks. So I feel like they're starting to turn the page on Donovan Mitchell. So I feel like that dream is sort of dying, but. Hey, we're is, we're good, right? It's not like I mean, we're bad. Is it, no, yeah. Look, I was just gonna say before you brought up the Donovan Mitchell that you know we need to really step back and just enjoy this team because this team is playing at a high level. They're winning games. You know, we looks like we're gonna make a run in the playoffs. You know, we're, this team is only getting better. More moves to come. Enjoy this team. Enjoy watching Jalen Brunson because God knows. How long Knicks fans have suffered without a true point guard out there? Enjoy him, man. And as and as far as Donovan Mitchell goes, you know who's to say maybe that's just a smokescreen? You know, maybe just yeah. you know try not to drive up his price or something like that. I mean, I granted they're saying this, you know, on MSG networks and things like that, but I have a hard time believing that if Donovan Mitchell still wanted to come to the Knicks. And actually made it known, hey, I want to go to the Knicks. I don't think the Knicks are going to be like, nah, we're good. We're going to pass on you. Been there, done that, tried that. You know, I don't buy that. Me personally, I I sort of think the Knicks have turned the page on that. But, you know, I guess we'll just have to wait and see for the summertime because (laughs) it is what it is. But I kind of want to, you know, I kind of want to live in the moment a little bit and kind of um, big Nick energy in the chat says Bruce Brown and Daniel Gafford both reported targets today, but neither, neither are needle movers i think i like daniel gafford i think daniel gafford's name is kind of a sneaky pickup you know washington is a mess they're not playing well but i like daniel gafford as backup five four ish especially if mitchell robinson isn't available um if he can't come back from that ankle injury hopefully he can come back fingers crossed but i like gafford but bruce brown no we we talked about it doesn't really move the needle right now but 
you know, he was so great for the Denver Nuggets in the in the finals that I like his game, but I feel like it's kind of redundant when you have a Josh Hart already. Kind of bringing in the same player. Don't really need that. That's why me and Chris brought up a Brogdon, um, a, a Burks, Rogier, someone like that who I think the New York Knicks ultimately wind up getting. Don't really pay that hefty of a price. And they sort of get away from the DeJounte Murray talks as as um a lot of Knicks fans had the dagger in their heart right now. But I feel like that's that's where they go. I just feel like that's where they go. And um Coxman says Gafford is trash. He's not better than what we already have. <laughs> I like Gafford. That's maybe that's just me. I like Gafford. But I, I didn't want to say anything, but <laughs> I mean, a lot of times when I'm watching Gafford, man, or I'm, uh, let me rephrase that. A lot of times when I'm watching a highlight, he's usually the one getting dunked on by somebody. <laughs> See, hey, I like that. He's contesting. Got that heart. I mean, I, I do. I like that, that too. I mean, but, you know, it also means he's getting put on posters like every other night. So, Yo, Hardenstein got put on a couple of posters a couple of games ago. But as long as you contesting, <laughs> I don't care. As long as you're on my team, you got that dog in you. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Tyler says Bruce Brown or Alec Burks. Um, look, we talked about Alec Burks and we, what is he, 26 and a half points, Chris, in his last five games. Yeah. Coming in off the bench, shooting at crazy numbers for the Detroit Pistons, knows the system, knows Tom Thibodeau, and we won't have that bugaboo of oh why is Alec Burks playing so much because we have Jalen Brunson on our team before when Burks was here we didn't really have scores or pretty much anyone on our team we needed Burks to score for us but I feel like Burks on this team would kind of be like uh I don't want to say luxury but it would kind of be nice you know off the bench and hit a few shots sign He'd be me really up. Nice. I I I also sign me up for Alex Burks as well because you know he's been here he knows what to expect being a Nick, he's hit big shots for us, you know, in the past. You know, he checks all the boxes, in my opinion. That's somebody who I have no problem if the Knicks go out there and get him. And he won't cost you a ton. He won't cost you a ton, and you won't have to give up. You really won't have to give up anybody, in my opinion. You can keep a Grimes. So that's yeah. that's I'm I'm warming up to that more and more as as I talk about it. Tyler says he's in good defensive position. <laughs> yeah, as long as he's in good defensive position, blocking the <laughs> Attempting to block those shots, get dunked on, man. I don't care. Like, I don't care. Nine, eight times out of ten, you're gonna block it. And um, uh, Big Nick's energy says it's also painful that the Jazz are nice now, and Ainge wants to rip everyone off because of Clarkson and Sexton would be a nice trade. Clark's trade targets, excuse me. And also Olenek. I like Olenek too. You know. Yeah. Um, I think who was it? Bobby Marsh brought up that Knicks could be. Should be interested in Carolina Nick. He's an expiring deal, but I don't know if they go that route. Would, would it take two seconds for Olenek? He's kind of like a point forward. He would yeah. be nice off the bench. So I like Olenek. But yeah, yeah I the Jazz. I, mean, I would really like Olenek. And, and I, I was thinking of a package where you could end up with Olenek and uh, Colin Sexton. So, you know, the only thing is, like you said, Jazz are actually playing really well. They're winning games, and you know Danny Ainge. He's yep. there's the Ainge tax, so I'm kind of shying away from that one now. Jay Boogie in the chat. What's going on? Shout out to the chat. Shout out to you, sir. That um, we need a backup point guard and a shooting guard. That another big, but definitely a backup point guard. And any one of the other two would do. Why not us? And I'll tell you why it can be us. Why not us, man? I mean, we've 
Played extremely well since acquiring OG. 11-2. Best defensive team in the league since he's been on the team. When he's on the floor, the plus minuses are crazy. Um, I think he's since acquired, since the New York Knicks acquired him, he has the best plus minus of all time in the first, like, 13 games or something like that. But, yes, we talked about us needing a backup point guard, a backup playmaker, sort of. And I feel like that is that is the missing piece. That's the, the I don't want to say the final piece of the puzzle, Chris, but that it kind of puts the puzzle closer to being completed, you know, because we yeah. we love our starting five. And then you add like a Brogdon or Burks or someone like that ilk coming off the bench. I brought up that I don't really want to mess up the apple card with the starting five because they played so well. Then then we're rolling. Then we're we're rolling, right, Chris? Then we're rolling. Yeah. I mean, I agree. You look it doesn't always have to be the 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 big slam dunk type of deal. You just get the right pieces to fit. You know, get them cheap, don't give up much and see how the season plays out, right? And so far so good for the Knicks. Look, we add somebody like a Brogdon, we add somebody like a Alec Burks to this team as is. We get Mitchell Robinson back with Isaiah Hartenstein. Come on. You're not telling me we're not making some noise? That gets me excited, man, just thinking about that. You know, just getting the Mitchell Robinson back, I mean, that just gets me excited because he was the best offensive rebounder in the NBA, and OG and Obi's a pretty damn good offensive rebounder as well. So was iHeart. But, man, man, if you're, if you're getting Mitchell Robinson back, then I, then I feel yeah. like we can make some noise, man. I can't wait to see OG and Mitchell Robinson together. That's going to be amazing. It will be. Ed Santana says Bruce Brown ain't the answer. We've had a lot of that tonight, Ed, um, saying that Bruce Brown, look, Knicks are interested in him. They've been interested in him, but we just think that it's a redundant piece. I'm sure you guys share the same sentiment. Good player, not, you know, this is no shade at Bruce Brown. Winning player does great things in the playoffs. Obviously, we saw it firsthand last year with Denver, but I just don't think that's what the New York Knicks need right now. Um, ba ba ba. All right. Um, how many people? 102 people in the chat. Appreciate every single one of you chopping it up on this Sunday evening. Talking about the New York Knicks, man. I mean, our team is rolling. OG trade has worked out for the best of us. Um, Jalen Brunson opened up this pod saying that, look, the way he's playing right now, he should get some MVP love. You know, I want to start to I want to start to gain traction on those talks, but not saying he is the MVP, but he should be considered up there because He's been balling. Um, uh, Tyler says, we also got to think about this heart knee injury. We can't be going eight deep in these regular season games when he's out. Yes, it seems like Josh Hart is going to be dealing with this knee injury for, I think he said, normally it pops up in the middle of the season. But now, Chris, he said it popped up towards the beginning of the season because he played in FIBA. So, yeah, that's a concern like Tyler brings up as well. So, we need guys. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> it's no 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 secret Hart hasn't been his usual self every now and then. You know, he's playing the way we remember him playing. But that's definitely, you know, that's something that the Knicks are going to have to monitor and kind of, you know, dare I say, manage. Not to the sense of load management per se, but, you know, we're going to need Hart when playoff time comes. So we can't afford too many more uh people getting hurt on this team as is 
Nick Yak says, I think the bench gets going with Precious and Grimes and McBride start playing together. Yeah, um, Precious had a great game versus Toronto um, coming out, sort of like a his, his great game, best game as a New York Nick, blocking RJ Barrett, spinning, crossing people over, dunking at the rim. Um, Precious was awesome versus the Raptors. So if we can get that Precious night in, night out, sign me up. And look, when the OG trade happened, Chris was like, oh, we got Precious? Like, don't forget about Precious. And look, he's coming in, filling a, filling 10 minutes a game, playing solid minutes, and just and just filling that void off the bench that we need right now. Yeah, Precious, again, that, that wasn't just – I mean, to most, to most fans, that's an afterthought type of player, but I knew what he brought to the table. Look, yeah. the thing about Precious is obviously he's not – as consistent, you know, he'll give you 18 like he did against Toronto and then takes the night off the next time. So, you know, hopefully we're precious. He gets it rolling here with us, you know, gets a little bit motivated, you know. And I loved what I saw from him against Toronto. Granted, you know, kind of a revenge game for him. But, you know, let's hope that he keeps that up because we could use that for sure off the bench. Nick Yak says Pacers losing tonight helps us out. Wow, they're losing again with Pascal mm-hmm. Siakam. Paris, Paris brings up a trade. I would trade iHeart, Grimes, and Fournier and four picks for marketing and Jordan Clarkson. Um, come on, Paris. Come on, Paris. <laughs> Stay with us here. Tyler says the precious hate has been unwarranted. I don't think he's been that bad. Yeah, he hasn't been that bad. I mean, he kind of, you know, gives me flashbacks of Nerlens Noel sometimes <laughs> when he's having those butterfinger hands. Look, Randall throws fastballs. Like Randall, he's throwing hundred mile an hour fastballs at you, and you know sometimes Preston's you know goes out of bounds. <laughs> but you know, so some of those Julius Randall passes, man, were I don't think anybody, I don't think the best freaking wide receiver in the NFL would have caught some of those. Those things were bullets. Yeah, they're. I want to get a radar gun on those passes. Randall be throwing bullets. <laughs> I want somebody in the stands with a radar gun in there. But, um, yeah, guys. So, look, Chris, I have a question for you guys and the guys in the chat. February 1st. So, RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly got their tribute. They obviously got a warm welcome from the fans. Love, love that. Absolutely love that. And it was much deserved. RJ came out with a little video today. But I brought up something on X. I brought up something on Twitter saying, February 1st, Indiana comes to town. Obi Toppin comes to town. Does Obi Toppin get the video tribute that RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly got? I was like, does Obi Toppin get the video tribute? I don't know. That, that's a tough know. one. That is a tough one. Only because. I don't know. I mean, he spent three years with the Knicks, right? I mean, you could kind of say, you know, just like RJ, just like IQ, he was, you know, part of uh, that core group to kind of get, you know, the Knicks back up, go rolling in the right direction. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't feel like he's, he did enough, you know. He didn't get the opportunity to do enough, in my opinion, to warrant. Uh... But then again, maybe this is something new for the Knicks where, you know, Maybe this is a uh, thing for young guys that they end up trading away. We'll give you a nice little video package. It seems like RJ Barrett wasn't expecting a tribute. 
it seems like he was actually surprised. He said he was surprised, and then obviously we got RJ Barrett. The uh, we gave RJ Barrett the tribute. But Big Nick Energy says no shot. Um, Tyler in the chat says this is an awesome question. I don't think Obi gets the tribute. He did significantly less than IQ and RJ did. Yeah, That's I don't my only think thing. I don't think he gets the tribute because it was rumored that his team leaked the audio that the audio of him screaming at Thibs it wasn't confirmed the audio kind of came out and you know it was kind of like that was Obi Toppin's sort of end of being a New York Nick but I do think he will get a warm welcome from the fans because he did have some moments in the playoffs you know he, he had some moments so I feel like he will get a warm welcome but I don't know I mean, I know for sure he's going to get a warm welcome. I don't, I don't feel like he should get anything, you know, less in my opinion. Yeah. You know, he had he was he was a human highlight film for us, you know, on the fast breaks, pushing the tempo for us. I miss Obi. I still think part of me still wishes he was still with the Knicks, right? You know, he went off to to, to Indiana thinking he was going to get a shot. I mean, he did get a shot, hasn't really produced the way that they thought he would and now, boom, behind Pascal Siakam. <laughs> Remind you of any of a situation? He's literally in the same situation that he was with with the Knicks. A worse one at that, even if you really think about it, because I think he's behind another guy. But um, I'll be surprised if he gets a tribute, man. But I know for sure Knicks fans out there, they're going to give him a warm reception. You know, he was a young kid, worked hard. He only wanted to do good for us. And look, he had Julius Randle in his way. Yeah. You know? Can't blame him. A lot Can't of people in the chat saying Obi won't get one. Not as noteworthy. Obi will get a tribute. He gets it. He's a New Yorker. He brought energy to the team when we were down on Randall. Caesar says he'll get a couple of in between the leg dunks on his tribute video. <laughs> Look, those dunks were were um electrifying. Jay Boogie with the super chat, man. Always appreciate you, Jay Boogie. Hop in here, man. Um, always appreciate you. Much love to you. Happy twenty fourth. Blessings, health. Happiness to all. Leon has made it known that he is going with the veterans. Bring us that superstar orange and blue. Yeah, man. I mean, Leon Rose has done a great job. And, you know, bringing in Ananobi in here. And we're, we're playing well to start this new year. And uh, I have faith in him. You know, I have faith in Leon that he will do the right thing. And he will get us. Eventually, he'll get us, you know, that big fish. But right now, I'm, I'm sort of not even thinking about that right now, Chris. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's your same sentiment, but yeah, I mean, yeah. look, I think, I think with Leon Rose, obviously they're taking the the cautious approach in a sense, maybe not cautious per se, but just they're trying to make the best move possible for this team. They're not just trying to go out and get anybody per se. So yeah. you can tell they're being really careful about who they bring in. They want hard workers. They want guys that you know they feel are going to mesh well with the group we have, and. Honestly, that's kind of refreshing, in my opinion. You know, yeah. we're not just going out there and signing the the best guy out there, you know, just throwing money left and right. We've been there. We tried that. I like this new approach by the Knicks. It's paying off so far. It is. Tyler says he might get one because he's a New York kid and because RJ and IQ got a tribute a week before. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, yeah, you have RJ, IQ, emotions running high in MSG, then... Obi Toppin's coming in a week later 
and he, he doesn't get anything. Imagine that. Just I like, mean, I, I guess in a sense, it'll be a lot easier for them to make a you know a highlight film tribute to Obi with all his uh, highlight dunks. You know. Yeah. So might be something quick they could just throw together. Tyler says, "Yeah, that was weird. We were deep in the off season when the audio got leaked. Yeah, it seemed Obi wanted out. You know, Obi wanted out, and he got what he wanted. He played in Indiana. Um, I think he's he's actually shooting the ball well over there. You know, he's not t- playing terrible. It's just you know they're not starting him anymore. But um, Caesar says now Obi was a good soldier while languishing on the bench. He deserved that much. I do think they'll give him some. I do think the Knicks will give Obi top uh, Obi top and something." Um, hit me up says Nick's drafted OB I'm sure they will I hope so all them yeah. fast break dunk highlights man electrifying electrifying for OB Boogie says yes OB does he did give us the most slam dunk titles in the NBA man OB Toppin coming in MSG we have we had RJ IQ now OB coming in and who's to say Grimes is next <laughs> that's insane if that's you right. think about it right I, I mean, if you would have told me R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, O.B. Toppin, and hell, even Quinn Grimes would be gone, I wouldn't believe you at all. Nope. Hey. And we're almost there. Hopefully, we get to keep Grimes. Like Again, I'm, I'm backpedaling on trading Grimes. I, I want to keep him. I want to keep him. We'll see. We'll see. Trading down is in a few weeks here, and... um. Before we wrap it up, let me hear some of these comments. Um, Carlos says, agree with you guys. Burks looks like the guy solidifies the bench with a shot maker, ball handler at a low cost, less hot potato with the second unit. Yeah, that's why, like, when when the Alec Burks rumors came out, like I said, kind of gravitated away from that. But now I'm starting to warm up to it. Burks and a Brogdon type, I sort of think that's where the Knicks go. And yeah. um, I think that's where the Knicks go. Um, hit it me makes sense. Yeah. Hey, says his brother plays for the Knicks. Yeah, his brother plays for the uh, Westchester Knicks. And he's actually been playing pretty, pretty well down there. So shout out to uh, Jacob Toppin on the Westchester Knicks. All right, guys, I appreciate every single one of you that has joined here tonight. This has been another, another amazing episode. We are live every Sunday at 9.30 p.m. Just chopping it up, talking about the New York Knicks. And just come hang out every Sunday. And I appreciate every single one of you in the chat. This is a wrap episode 32 let's go Knicks let's beat them Brooklyn Nets let's get that four game winning streak let's go let's get that four game winning streak compile these wins go to Brooklyn beat the little brother and just go from there but I'm Anthony man that is Chris as always it is let's go Knicks I catch y'all guys next time peace peace Thanks for listening. Please hit that follow button to stay updated with our latest episodes. And we also greatly appreciate those five-star reviews. For you video enthusiasts out there, head over to our YouTube channel to catch the podcast in video form. YouTube.com slash Nation. You'll find all the relevant links conveniently listed in the show notes below. See you next time.